to that. Who remembers that song? Yeah, <laughs> all the 90s people. Yes, let's go back to that time. I really love that song. And actually, um, I, I sang it years ago with some um, flatmates of mine. And we did this little dance. And we thought we were really cool. I don't know if it turned out that cool. But anyway, the, the essence of the song says, I want to be in the light as you're in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heaven. I, Lord, be my light and be my salvation. All I want is to be in the light. And that's our prayer, isn't it? That's my prayer. So, who knows the Terminator? I had never been to a Terminator movie. And so Greg enlightened me with taking me to a Terminator movie. And I spent the whole time laughing. I just couldn't get past this guy's voice. I call him um, affectionately Schwarzenegger. So his name is, um, what is it? Arnie Schwarzenegger. That's right? Yeah, I'm not saying it right on purpose. Anyway, I believe he actually nicked Jesus' words when he said, I'll be back. (laughs) Well done, Gregory. Thank you. He said, I'll be back. But actually, you know what? Jesus said it first, didn't he? He said, I will be coming back. I am returning. He is coming back, but, and that's a really big but, with capital letters, B-U-T, will we be ready? Will I be ready for his return? La, la, la. (coughs) Illumination. 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 Fantastic. So, illumination. From pitch dark to a sliver of light. Just like our little lamp here. Just like one little star in the night sky lights up the whole sky, doesn't it? When it's really, really, really black and really dark and there's one tiny star, that star is millions of miles away, but it seems like it's really close and bright, doesn't it? In Genesis, it says, Genesis 1, 3 to 5, it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning one day. So God said, let there be light. Why did he not say, let there be darkness? Because there already was darkness, wasn't there? The light, Jesus, spoke to the darkness, just like within us, the light, Jesus, speaks, and the darkness is exposed in us by him, the light. We cannot deny the power of his light, Jesus, because the light exposes the darkness, the blindness within us, whether we actually like it or not. He is the light of the world. The light Jesus, the greatest illuminator of all time, exposes the darkness. Darkness is actually forced to flee when the light truly enters in. The light exposes the truth of what is really happening. The two actually can't coexist, can they? They can't cohabitate. You can't have light and darkness. (coughs) Excuse me. 
The light dispels the darkness. His light, him, dispels, dissipates the disillusionment and disappointment we may be in. By the power of his illuminating light, his love, his truth, and hope. He sums all these characteristics up and way more, doesn't he? In the natural, I really like the light. If you know me for just a moment, you'll know that I like the light. I like light things. I like bright clothing. I like dazzling things. I just like the light. So I spent some time in Italy when I was um, in my younger days, younger, and um, I was doing some nanny work over there. And I remember being in Italy on a Sunday morning, um, and we were walking through Milan, and it was the middle of winter, and it was really... um, quite, it was, it was sunny, but it was very, very cold, and so I was with some friends, and the buildings were shading the little bit of winter sun from, um, you know, flowing through, and so we decided to cross the road to seek out the sun, and I remember being with this, um, this young guy, and he was like, oh, let's go to the light, let's go on the sun, because it's so freezing, let's just go and stand in the sun for a little bit, and so we did that, we crossed the road, and, you know, got, got the light on us, got the sunshine on us, and it just made me think about this, this message going, do we actually seek out the Son, the Son, Jesus, and walk in his light? Or do we stay in the shadows of his love? Greg spoke to this a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? When he said that we can be covered by his truth, his love and his light, but not actually have it formed within us. It's a quite a different position. When we come out from the shadows and into the light, we can then be immersed in his love, his light. It's a very different position for us to be in. And one is knowing about, and the other is living from. We've talked a lot about this, haven't we? So I like the light, as I've already said. And um, you just need to ask Greg that I um, like the light, because he actually thinks I keep the electricity company in business in Wellington. Um, yeah, because I go into the room and I turn on the light and then I go into another room and I turn on the light and I go into another room and turn on the light until basically the whole house is lit up, just like my photo here. And um, I like it because, you know, the thing is, is that I'll actually be coming back to the room. So you just need to have all the lights on just in case. I might be popping back downstairs to do that or do that. So you just need to have all the lights on all the time. The other thing that I've just been made aware of recently is that, and it's not any need for glasses, although that is becoming a bit more of a reality, it is about a spatial awareness issue. Has anyone else got that problem? The door can be wide open. I don't know how many times I've done this. It can be wide open and I walk into the door frame. I don't know what it is. And so, for me, that is my excuse of turning on every light in the house. I need to have lots of light in case I stumble and trip. So there we go. Greg, on the other hand, he likes to, I don't, won't say he likes to walk in the darkness, but he does, because that would not be right. That's not, that's not right. But he does like the dark. He prays in the dark. I fall asleep if I pray in the dark. I, t- I totally do. It's happened so many times. Let's have a prayer, prayer session, babe. Yeah, okay. Can we turn on the light, please? No, can we have the dark, please? I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work. So I pray in the light, and the reason being, it keeps me awake, and it keeps me alert. And another strategy I've found for keeping you awake and alert, and I um, get up in the morning, 
and it's cold in the winter, isn't it? So don't put a dressing gown on, just go upstairs and just be cold. Because, you know, it's actually better to be shivering and cold and alert than be warm and falling asleep. So there's my little tip for the day, okay? (laughs) You're rearing to go, hear his voice. Okay. So I love the scripture, in him there is no darkness, walk in his light. And I've said, yep, yep, I absolutely am. I'm, I'm, I'm just like that song. I'm going to be in the light as you're in the... I'm going to shine like the star. I'm so shining for you. I'm so bright. But actually, am I? Hmm. Let's have a look at 1 John 1, 5 to 7. <coughs> so verse 5 says... This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And verse 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Verse 7 goes on to say, But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Wow, what a promise. So let's pick up on verse 5. In him, there is no darkness at all. He is the light. We know this. He is the creator and essence of all light. This is so mind-blowing, isn't it? And it brings so much hope in a dark world, doesn't it? So we need to be plugged in to the light source and electricity of heaven. Because this light, Jesus, he never runs out of power. There are no shortages. There are no blackouts. There is just light. Wow. Verse 6 states that if we say we are in fellowship with him, right relationship, and yet walk in the darkness, which is really good at just doing our own thing, thinking our own thoughts, going our own way, and not being transformed by the light, but being void of the light that comes to change us from the inside out, we lie. Wow. We lie and we do not practice the truth. That's, wow, we lie? You know, I think it's we lie to ourselves. We lie to the Lord. What's the point of doing that? He knows everything anyway. (laughs) We're not going to get anywhere. And we lie to each other, and we don't practice the truth. We're not in his truth. It sounds really harsh, but you know what? Jesus' truth is very confronting. As he requires change from us to truly live from the place of light and love and truth, which brings us into more revelation of who we're called to be. And what is that? It's to be his beautiful bride, to be transformed into his image. Let's now look at Luke 11, 33 to 36. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it away in a cellar, nor under a basket, but on a lampstand, so that those who enter may see the light. The eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, your whole body is also is full of light. But when it is bad... Your body also is full of darkness. Then watch out that the light in you is not darkness. 
If therefore your whole body is full of light, with no dark part in it, it will be wholly illumined, as when the lamp illumines you with its rays. Isn't that beautiful? The lamp illumines you with its rays. This is why Paul prayed that the eyes of our heart be enlightened, because of the blindness or darkness of our heart to see actually clearly. He prayed it because he knew it of of himself. And if Paul was saying that, then how about us? Mark 6, 52 is an interesting scripture as well, which leads on to this. For they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their heart was hardened. You know, that was talking about the disciples, wasn't it? They'd had this massive miracle just take place before their very eyes, their literal eyes, yet their heart was hardened. It was darkened. When I was 18, I um, did a nanny course in Christchurch, and I went to Rangiru Nanny School. And um, the popular thing to do on the weekend was go to the art centre. I don't know if you guys have been to the art centre, but it was really cool back in those days. And um, I bought a prism. Our prism is just basically a piece of glass or, um, yeah, basically a piece of glass that reflects the light. It casts pretty rainbows in your room. And I placed it in my bedroom. I was boarding with a family down there. And um, it was really beautiful. First thing in the morning, I, I put it up on my top of my window and the sun shined through it and the prism of rainbows kind of danced around my room and it was really lovely. It was also where I did all my study as well. So it kind of just gave me a bit of like, oh, isn't that pretty? That's lovely. Unfortunately, the people I boarded with, they didn't like it. I thought, I think they, they thought that I was turning a bit new agey, but actually I wasn't at all. But anyway, they didn't like it and it accidentally got knocked down when the vacuuming was being done. I often don't vacuum the ceiling. You might do. I don't. Um, so I'm not quite sure how accidentally it got knocked down. But anyway, that was the end of that. There was no more prism after that. And I thought, oh, well, never mind. Never mind. But recently I've been reminded of this prism and the prism of colour in relation to light. Is This can be a lot like our relationship with Jesus the light. We profess to have fellowship with him and say how, say how loving he is And he can often be just loving and lovely to those people over there. (laughs) Like the dancing rainbows that sort of come in and go out and come in and go out as the sun shines on them. And they're really, really nice over there, but kind of somehow vague and void of us and to us. If he remains just beautiful out there and that is not producing an inward change, exposing the deepest, darkest points of us to be brought out into the light by his illuminating power, how then is that of benefit in the building work in us now and in the eternal realm? Hmm. It's a big question. I've been pondering on it for a while. Um, So just this year for my birthday, a really good friend of mine gave me a prism. I just thought, wow, what a coincidence. And then someone reminded me and said, there's no coincidences in God. There's just God incidences. And I'm like, I love that. It's a God incidence. Yeah, so she gave me this prism, which I've actually bought today because it's so beautiful. I don't know if you can see it. You might not be able to see um, the rainbows because it's a different kind of light, isn't it? But it's really pretty. And... um, I treasure it because it reminds me of my prism that I had back in Christchurch when I was young. 
And it reflects what it receives, and it even casts rainbows. When the light hits the prism, a rainbow is created, just like our relationship with Jesus, our light. The more we know him, the more we reflect his glory. Psalm 89.15 says, How blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. O Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. Gosh, I love that scripture. They walk in the light of your countenance. And Ezekiel 1.28 says, Ezekiel 1.28 says, As the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So, as well as Jesus being the great illuminator, he's also the first chromecaster too, isn't he? He reflects the colours. It's beautiful, I love it. Just as a side note, a little fact about rainbows. Did you know how rainbows are actually created in nature? The birth of each raindrop, uh, sorry, the birth of each rainbow begins with millions of tiny rain droplets. The rain droplets serve as a type of reflector of light. White light enters one individual rain droplet and exists as one specific colour of the spectrum. Without millions of rain droplets, a rainbow would not occur. If you only had a few rain droplets, you would only see a few colours. This is typically why rainbows appear after a rainstorm. Each rain droplet has a function in the formation of the rainbow. Sunlight enters the rain droplet at a specific angle and the rain droplet separates the white light into many different colours. This angle is a fixed measurement between your eye and the sun. What colour is refracted depends upon the critical angle which is at the angle the sunlight strikes the back of the rain droplet. Each rain droplet reflects all colours at a given point in time, but only one colour comes back to your eye, requiring millions of rain droplets to create a rainbow. Wow. As the rain droplets fall through the sky, the colours of the spectrum being reflected and refracted are constantly changing. That is incredible, isn't it? Rainbows reflect the bigness and the glory of God. Doesn't that remind you of the body, us as droplets, coming together to form, being functioned as his bride? It's such a beautiful picture. He's incredible. So back to my prism. It reflects the sun's natural light, and it makes me reflect on the sun and his light within me. Psalm 36.9 says, For with you is a fountain of life. And in your light, we see light. Let's now um, go back to 1 John 5 and look at verse 7. And it says, But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. There is fellowship with one another and a unity, a true unity and a oneness that is formed as we walk together in his light, Jesus. He also promises us that we will be cleansed from all sin. What a powerful promise. And um, his light exposes the darkness, as we've already talked about. 
the darkness means, and Greg shared this with me, it's just ignorant of divine things. So darkness equals ignorance of divine things. His light exposes the darkness within us, bringing it to light so we can repent and have our minds renewed, transformed by the illuminating power of God. And then and only then can we actually walk in the manner that he walked and in his light. John three, nineteen to 21, says this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Funny that. But he who practices the truth, is that practicing the truth again, comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So, there is a choice that we must make, isn't there? He, Jesus, the light, will never ever force us to walk in his light, in his ways, in his truth, or in his life. But, you know what? He invites us to. He's been inviting us to for years and years. There are, however, consequences... We, like to not, we don't really like that word very much, do, don't we? As children, we don't like the word consequences. As adults, we don't like the word consequences. If you eat that, you're going to put on weight. Oh, stunk, really? <laughs> However, God's consequences are a little bit more harsh. Because if we don't choose his ways, it results in us walking in darkness. That's just the facts. It leads to disillusionment and to despair. There is no hope to be found. Without God, there is a life of hopelessness. And we see so much of that in the world around us, don't we? We end up living in the shadows because it actually is less confronting and can kind of be comfortable. Yeah. So we stay in the shadows and we say things like, oh, I'm not really that bad. It's It's okay. I'm not really that dark in the inside. It's kind of, um, actually, it's kind of like a mild grey. It's grey. It's greyish. It's okay. Actually, it's not grey. It's, oh, it's just actually off-white. You know, off-white colours? It's, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. It's okay. Actually, it's not, it's not off-white. It's actually white. Yeah. I put a bit of bleach in the, in the washing and I'm good as new now. I'm white as snow. You know what? I'm totally fine. Uh, everything's okay with me. Oh, how we justify the darkness away. We've all done it, haven't we? But you know what? We end up lying to ourselves and not practicing the truth. It's confronting, isn't it? So there are only two positions that we can really live from, and that is the light, which is saturated in truth, or the darkness, which is steeped in lies and deceit. And the choice is ours. They're both as confronting as the other. Ephesians 5, 8 to 13 says, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all 
things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. So did you know that we can be actually walking in the light with darkness all around us and not be impacted by the darkness because of the light that that is within us? It's an amazing thing. You can walk into an atmosphere of absolute death and you can know it, you can sense it, but the light within you actually overpowers that. And that is the light that he's talking about to be. It's not just doing some good little deeds over here and I'm a Christian. No, 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 no. It's much deeper than that. And likewise, we can actually be walking in the darkness with the light all around. Oh, sorry, I've said that, haven't I? Uh, walking in the darkness. That No, that's right. We can walk, be walking in the darkness with the light all around us and not be impacted by the light. I'll say that again. So we can be walking in the darkness with the light all around us and not be impacted by the light because it is not within us. It must be by revelation and the illuminating power of the Spirit that brings us fully into the light and that will change us from the inside out. That and only that. Proverbs 20 to 27 says, The spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. And it just reminds me of, you know, one of those great big floodlight torches that just look, oh, what have you got in you? What have you got in you? And he does it in such a gentle way too, doesn't he? You know, he highlights things in our lives that he wants us, us, he wants us to start working on. He's not going to do it all at once because, you know, we've, he's got time. He's actually got a lot of time. Yeah, he's patient. He's incredibly tolerant. But he wants us uh, he wants us to get it sorted. And I think that's what he's highlighting to us today. John eleven, nine to ten says, If ever, if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Now, I've got a little story about the night and the not enough light. Ah, dear. Funny. So, one um, evening on a Friday night, the girls and I had been to the pool because um, I've been doing a little bit of aqua jogging to get a bit of exercise in. And we thought, you know, it's Friday night, Greg's at youth, we might just have takeaways for tea. So, Maddie suggested, why don't we have KFC? And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't even know where that is in Potterville. We don't normally go to KFC. Oh, let's give it a go. So we drove up to, to KFC and there was quite a bit of traffic. So we had time to read the board of all the things that we wanted to, to get and to try. And uh, we got to the window, we ordered our food and um, I paid the money. And then off I drove to the second window. And I kept driving, driving. Where's the second window? There's two windows at McDonald's. Where, oh no, where's the second window? There wasn't a second window. And in the back of my mind, I thought I heard the girl going, whoop, whoop. And I thought she was just having a fun Friday night with her workmates. <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh yeah, she's having fun, eh? No, 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 she was whoop, whooping me because I'd left my food behind in the first window. So meanwhile, of course, all the traffic had come up behind. 
And I was miles down, well, not miles, but, you know, like all the way over there. And I was like, it's all right, girls. I'll just reverse back. It's fine. It's fine. It's got the new car. We've got the reverse camera in it. It's fine. Except it was kind of like an S-bend. I'm like, it's fine. And Maddie's like, you're going to crash the car, Mum. Dad is not going to be happy. You're going to crash the car. No, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think you're right. I'm going to have to get out of the car and walk in front of all these people that are waiting for their food. Um, and I, ha- I had to do that in the end. I was like, oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I left my food at the number one window. Sorry about that. I felt like such a fool. And they just needed to have more lights on. And it would have been a mistake. I mean, just tell us there's only one window, not two. For goodness sake. Anyway, I sheepishly got my food, walked back to the car, and we quickly drove home. We haven't been to KFC since. <laughs> So, I mean, I was in the light in, in myself, in my inner self, but there just wasn't enough natural light around, so there's my excuse there. But the light Jesus, he light, leads us into the way, the truth, and the life, doesn't he? He leads us into his way. This is the son who truly sets us free, and free from ourselves, because whom the son sets free is free indeed. So... What is he, Jesus, our great illuminator, what is he asking of us all? I believe he's asking us to be more vulnerable, more vulnerable to him, first and foremost, but also to each other. I also think he's asking us to seek him with all our heart, without all. And I also think he's asking us to allow him the light into those dark places that we've kept hidden. To know him is to love him, to allow him to illuminate things in our lives, to bring about change, repentance, and a fullness of life living in his light. He wants to co-create with us. Did you know that? He actually delights when we ask of him different things. I was driving to work. I've got this relatively new job as an early childhood teacher and a small team of teachers, and so I'm doing all the planning. And I just one day I was just driving along to work, and I was like, Lord, what are we going to do? Lord, what, what plan can we do for this next term? Can you help me out, Lord? And then all of a sudden, literally, boom, the whole plan for the whole term just came back to basics, primary colours, numbers, um, ABC, come back to the basics. And you know what? I really think he's asking us as a family to come back to the basics. Not primary colours, not prisms as such, but back to the core of who Christ is in our life. Have you asked yourself recently, what's going on in my life? What are some areas that you want to highlight in me, Lord? Hmm. Do we know him? Do we love him? And do we want him to shine his light upon us? Because, to be honest, if we say a wholehearted yes to that, yep, absolutely, Lord, I want you to shine your light upon me. It's going to require a little bit of change. And change is a word like consequences, isn't it? We don't really like it very much at all. Because sometimes it brings out the raw and the ugly to actually bring us into the light. 
we can pray, Lord, let me be your light, and I can sing the song, but if we're not truly living from his light, our prayers and our songs that we sing are pretty futile and empty. They mean nothing to the Lord, and they really mean nothing to us and to those around us, because the evidence of our life is how we live it, isn't it? And as we know, it's not just about looking good on the outside. I can put on lippy and I can put on a dress and I can seem okay. But what's going on the inside? What's your inner realm doing? Yeah. It's not about just doing good things for other people either, is it? Yet all of these things are great, but it's about the inner workings of our heart. Let's be dazzled by his love. Let's be dazzled by the light, Jesus, the greatest illuminator of all time. Amen.